RexMuscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mood enhancement, motivation, putting your mind at ease, harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques, here's your host, Brian Cunningham. And welcome to another episode of Quantum Physiques, where we strive to build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, here on the rxmuscle.com website. We are going to get to our guest, a very special guest, backed by popular demand. And no, it's not Dr. Dana Hauser. Uh, pretty soon, I want to make a few quick announcements, actually. Number one, I just wanted to thank everybody for the support. I just got another email today on the forum uh, saying how great the show is, how much it's really helping them to... To, uh, you know, just to, to expand their horizons. And this particular person's name is Scott, said to try to get a, a particular guest on. Uh, I forgot what his name is, actually. I think his name is, uh, oh, Dan Millman, of course. Yes, Scott, just want to let you know, I do know who Dan Millman is. He wrote the book, Way of the Peaceful Warrior. That's an amazing movie starring Nick Nolte. Everybody out there, this is one of the must-see movies. If you want to understand what... Um, all these things we talk about here on Quantum Physics is about. The thing I'm trying to get the people to, to realizing is, of course, to get their mind to realize that there's something beyond the mind. And Dan Millman is definitely a great teacher of that. And his movie, which is based on the book by uh, starring Nick Nolte, is a great movie, actually. So great suggestion. Uh, I want to thank all the people responding to my request for testers for my diaspartic acid product. I didn't forget you guys. I've just been really busy. I will get to you uh, hopefully within the next week or so and get a, uh, you know, some information out and maybe some products out to you guys and get that going. So anybody, again, if you want some free samples of my stress product, stress, just so you know, is the number one health threat people face today. Most issues arise because of our health and healthy emotions. And people, of course, reach for negative coping mechanisms, whether it's uh, copious quantities of alcohol or drugs or steroids or comfort or junk food. We're all into self-self-medicating in some way, often without realizing just how dangerous these long-term effects are of these, of these different uh, behaviors. So if you want some samples, speaking of Samples actually. I just um, met Stephen Baldwin, the famous actor. He's Alec Baldwin's brother. He's been in a few movies, such as uh, The Usual Suspects, which is a great movie actually. And he's a raving fan. He's on his fifth bottle of Gabitrol, believe it or not. I'm actually going to get him on as a, a future guest because uh, he actually has a, um, a new mission, a nonprofit group that is based on, I guess, UFC fighting, using athletes to teach people about, I guess, esoteric philosophy. So I thought it was kind of a cool thing. I met, met him a few times myself. He is an athlete himself, and I think he might be a pretty good guest. So I'm hopefully going to get him on in the next couple of weeks. Uh, also, some other guests that I think could be really interesting uh, is Jordan Rubin and Paul Stamets. Paul Stamets is a very famous um, fungi expert, a mushroom expert, uh, probably a world-renowned mushroom expert. You can see him on the uh, website TED.com where they have all types of intellectuals speaking on various topics. And Paul has this great uh, video there, but great lecture on how he's going to, how we can actually save the world and reclaim uh, toxic waste sites using mushrooms. And uh, some of his research into mushrooms show potent aromatase activity, aromatase inhibition, which of course for athletes is really good uh, for men who want to maximize testosterone. Also, 5 alpha reductase activity, just a whole bunch. I think we can pick his brains and figure out which mushrooms we could really be using here on the RX Muscle community to further our athletic endeavors. Uh, another guest that I think is going to be phenomenal is a New York Times bestselling author, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to lock him in too, Jordan Rubin. Now, in case you don't know who Jordan Rubin is, he wrote the bestselling book, uh, The Maker's Diet, which actually I think is still up there on the New York Times bestselling list. 
And his new thing now, he had a company called Garden of Life. He sold it off and is beginning a new company based on something I think is very interesting, which is uh, he's going to get into dairy products using what's called beta-2 casein um, dairy cows. Basically, just so you know, there is some controversy about the health of dairy. I mean, like soy, it's very controversial. Um, soy, for example, Dana Hauser, as we all know, is, is definitely against it. Um, other people like um, Colin Campbell, of the uh, he wrote a famous book, The China Study, says soy is great. I think even Will Brink wrote an article uh, a few years back defending soy protein. So it's a very controversial issue. And I think dairy, too, is rather controversial. And I'm not really sure exactly you know, where I stand on the whole thing. I knew raw, raw dairy for sure is definitely healthier. But apparently, there's a new issue here with the type of proteins in dairy that affects uh, human immune system and even um, can be a, a causative factor for type 1 diabetes, heart disease, and also behavioral symptoms that are associated with neurological conditions such as autism. So apparently, the reason why these things are happening is because almost the entire dairy uh, cattle industry here is using A1 beta casein type animals, whereas the humans evolved actually consuming dairy products from A2 beta casein animals. Uh, so believe it or not, that these A2 types are much healthier. And Jordan, supposedly, this is his new claim, is that he has the only certified A2 beta casein uh, herd in the country. And he's going to start creating whey protein products from it, um, all kinds of different cheeses. And it, it sounds like a phenomenal idea. I'm really interested about what this is because I think it could be a good thing since, of course, bodybuilders and athletes uh, realize how important diet is for health. So that should be something that could be really good. And, uh, you know, if anyone out there, obviously this audience is very well educated and very informed. If anybody has anything to share on the, uh, the beta casein controversy regarding dairy, please chime in on the forums. Of course, as you know, Jeff, the producer, always posts a, um, a thread up there on each show. And I'd like to hear what you guys think about that beta casein issue because it is something that, uh, you know, is, is quite interesting, actually. So with that said, uh, and one more thing too, I just want to ask everybody to support us by liking us on Facebook on the Quantum Physiques page or by chiming in on the uh, rxmuscle.com forums and uh, you know contributing some input and insight into the threads. We always welcome your feedback, guys. We want to make the show as good as we can and uh, getting critiques from you is how we actually improve. So the very first show we had, which is going back, I guess, over two months now, uh, we got a lot of favorable responses from people uh, on our guest. She is a renowned life coach, transformational healer, Dr. Denise Nadler. She has been featured uh, as a team teacher for the Parker School for Professional Success, and she's taught the Concourse of Wisdom and the Neuroemotional Technique. She's been uh, appearing on different platforms all around the world uh, with such noted guests as Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. John Martini, Dr. Bernie Siegel, and Mark Victor Hansen. She has a website called HealingIntegrations.com, and we are going to discuss a variety of issues with her tonight. Denise, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian. Great to be here. Good to have you back, Denise. As, as, as I said before, it was just a lot of positive feedback uh, from our listeners about you. And uh, we've been trying to get you back here as soon as we could. But just uh, as you know, schedules have been kind of crazy. Yes, indeed. Well, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to having a, an in inspiring time with you tonight. Yes. Yes, I'm sure we will. Denise, a couple of issues I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, and this is, again, just off the cuff here. Um, 
a lot of people, as you know, are struggling these days. And, you know, my philosophy is um, just basically take care of the basics first and then go from there. Like, for example, and this show is really advocating this, uh, exercising, of course, eating right, um, you know, sleeping properly, making sure that you are honoring your body's natural cycles, of course, of sleep and, and wakefulness, uh, you know, to kind of get your basic biochemistry uh, on board and kind of working for you versus working against you. Um, you know, but obviously, once you have that taken care of, there are still a lot of challenges. The economy is uncertain. Relationships are kind of up and down no matter how much we try sometimes. It seems like we all have troubled uh, relationships, both with our ourself, it seems like, of course, which is the primary relationship. And then also, I guess, with um, with people around us too, obviously. And, uh, you know, I just definitely want to do, I guess, delve into the whole issue of relationships and values and how people sometimes make people wrong or we make other people wrong basically uh, because they just don't share our values and how we look at things, how we perceive the world. But maybe necessarily there is no right or wrong. It's just a matter of differing perspectives. And I think maybe the understanding of people's perspectives neutralizes the charges, the polarity we feel about making people wrong and it can actually be a critical step towards, I guess, achieving success, more successful relationships. Um, could you opine on that for us here? <laughs> well, you said quite a few things. going to certainly agree with you that if you try to build a house without the, for, for the foundation being firmly supported and in balance, then um, you're not going to actually have sustainability. So there's wisdom, obviously, in making sure that the basics about self uh, care and and uh, self-sufficiency are handled but you know relationships are a very big part of any human being's life and the only way that you can avoid them uh, at least perceive yourself to avoid them is if you close your curtains and turn off your phone and maybe watch a movie and um, uh, pretend that there's nobody else around but ultimately you're still dealing with a relationship with yourself so um, I'll just take a moment to just kind of talk a little bit about values and uh, perception. The fact of the matter is, is that our values uh, are what dictates how we live our life. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that while we may beat ourselves up or judge another person for how they live their life, ultimately what we perceive as most important is what we give our time, our energy, our attention to. It's what we think about the most. It's what we're willing to invest our dollars into. And it's basically how we construct uh, what we would consider to be our comfort of life. Um, and our perceptions about how people live are definitely a comparison to how we live. And so um, no two people have the same exact values. And of course, in a relationship, people tend to want the other person to have their same values. So uh, we run into some challenges there and some conflict, certainly, if you don't understand what another person's values are. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, obviously, one of the things that uh, I think, and this is going off on a little bit of a tangent, but you know, athletes and bodybuilders tend to be uh, maybe more alpha. If I, if I were to if I were to characterize us, we really are very aggressive or assertive, or you know, again, quantum physics is about 
taking the, the the spiritual or the physical warrior, making them a spiritual warrior, but also being successful in the boardroom as well in, in, in the competitive you know arenas of life. So obviously sometimes as men, um, you know, some of these quote unquote alpha males may be, may be perceived as having different values than say the, the average guy out there, for example. And so society may look upon us as being in a sense wrong or maybe, may, you know, I mean, there is definitely um, some interesting issues about, I guess, men that try to excel and how maybe how they're perceived by society. I mean, don't you think to some degree? Well, now we now we can enter into a whole new category, which has to do with uh, masculine and feminine and how men and women express themselves in the world and the judgments that people might place upon them. I mean, it's been said that uh, uh, a man who uh, is um, aggressive in, in the world is, is admired, whereas a woman is considered to be, you know, a... a uh, they, they use very choice words for women. I don't know if we want to use them on the radio. <laughs> but, it's okay. Uh, it's it's R-rated. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, it's an interesting dynamic because we come from a belief, uh, our belief systems are society-based in part. Obviously, they're, development, they're developed through what we observe and what the rules are of society and what our authorities tell us. But if you go to the alpha male or if you say that someone who's into Bodybuilding. I mean, a, a female can be at just as extreme in her dedication to what she would love to manifest in her body form, and that also exists in the in the workplace and in the real world. If you want to say RW anywhere in the world, um, it, it, you you can call upon those inner resources if a person feels like. They're, what they want is being ignored. They'll say you're wrong and they'll say you're aggressive or you're a bitch or you're an idiot or whatever terminology they're going to put on you um, for your own opinions being asserted or for having a very high commitment to mastering a certain body form because it doesn't meet up with their values or they think that your driving force is, is irritating or upsetting to them. But, you know, every woman and every man has access to both that very high intense energy. Uh, it's just how you put it in, and direct it into the world. When we're talking about masculine and feminine energy, um, if we were going to talk about that, because it sounds like you were kind of bringing that into the, the table when you talked about an alpha male. Uh, you know, it's really just a matter of having an opinion about something and being willing to go after it. The, the challenge with that is if you're willing to go after what you want in the world, but you're, you're going to step on a lot of people's toes, um, you can still go for it. Pe many people do. Uh, but there is a, a quality that a person can develop where they actually learn how to go for what they want and identify the people that, they're, that, are, they're, that are surrounding their environment and um, see what's important to them and see if they can communicate what they want and line it up with what somebody else wants so that you don't necessarily have to step on too many people's toes or, or bruise people. But if somebody gets feel the feeling that you're stepping on their toes, then it may get them inspired about pushing themselves further. So, you know, that alpha personality can push people out the door, burn out their circuits, or it could get them to look inside themselves to find their own alpha male or female. So it can serve people yes. as well as uh, challenge them. Support yes. and challenge from no matter what action you're doing. 
Yes, great point. Great point. You know, actually, uh, Denise, I just had uh, somebody who was a, a psychic or a tarot reader ask if I wanted a reading. And I said, honestly, I really don't because, uh, you know, I'm pretty confident that whatever the future holds, um, I'm going to be okay. Like, I really, you know, I may not use the word God, but I feel that, you know, there is a certain sense of, of uh, peace that I have in understanding um, what what the ultimate reality really is and that everything's going to be okay. And I think that everyone wants to read psychics and astrology because they're afraid, because they're insecure actually. And so my point here is about the fact that when you develop that relationship, that connection with whatever you want to call the higher power, it's actually really inside you. And so what you're actually developing is the relationship with yourself. And what I'm getting at here is that um, as Jeff and I were talking on one of the most recent shows, Denise, uh, this battle cry by the Aglala Sioux Nation is called Hope Okay, means today is a good day to die. These guys would ride into battle against the U.S. Cavalry. They were shooting machine guns, Gatling guns at these guys, and they had bows and arrows, and they were riding in there screaming, today's a good day to die, and they were not afraid to cry, actually. They were very... Uh, sensitive men, very emotional men, but also fierce warriors actually. And so there is this theme that if a, if a person, a man or a woman can develop both aspects of their energies, both the masculine and the feminine, they are more complete in a sense and they are more whole. And in that wholeness comes less of, of a desire to have to find that sense of completion outside themselves. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with looking for somebody else to, in a sense, add quality to your life. But when you are incomplete, the degree of, of polarity and the degree to which you search for and your dis, I guess your negative emotions can end up causing relationship dysfunction. Do you understand where I'm going with this? I mean, does that make any sense to you at all? Do you want to elaborate on what I'm saying here? Well, there's a lot of things that you just said here that I could elaborate on. So I'll just start with um, <laughs> the, the, the way that things are set up oftentimes is that we're trained to look to an outside authority for direction, guidance, and uh, basically the rules of how things work. That's the tendency of uh, politics and religion and culture because it keeps people in place to a certain degree. But if we all were to follow our inside authorities, then the fear or concern, if you will, is that things would run amok because there'd be no rules and regulations because we would all be our own rulers and our own regulators. And perhaps those rules and those regulations would go against the values of somebody else. However, um, to just take that into the most simplistic form that we can in our human journey here is it's wise to cultivate the habit of asking questions. I and mean, when you have a perspective on something to ask yourself, well, why exactly do I believe that? What made me believe that? Who, who said that that's so? And to start to ask quality questions, um, you know, the more that we can ask ourselves quality questions and really search for those answers, the higher probability is that we will identify where an external authority has been given the right to determine and direct our own life personally. And, uh, and it really is an inside journey, but I believe it starts by being willing to question ourselves. And most people don't want to question themselves because if they don't have the answers, then they'll feel humbled by that. But really what it just does is it gives you an opportunity to search for where can I find more answers from the outside and then go back to reflecting on the inside. 
people are they, they don't want to ask the questions because what it does at times there are certain questions that just are the unanswerables and um, the more you ask a question the more you just have another question but in actuality I perceive that to be the journey because with each question whatever answer you do have gives you the choice to now take an action so the, they, these men will go to war and say today's a good day to die because they've asked the question am I willing to die for what I believe in and because they answered the question enough times yes they're willing to die for what they believe in so they'll they'll head into battle with that as being their perspective but those choices do come from perhaps an outer authority who said this is why you do want to die today and why it's a good day to die but there's a high probability that they're also being driven by something within them uh, to make that as as their choice so from the from one perspective inner and outer the outer authorities help us to actually develop our inner authority if we're willing to ask ourselves the questions if we're willing to question our beliefs and if we're willing to ask ourselves well what might be another possibility other than the only one that I see right now this is Brian Cunningham your host for Quantum Physiques stay tuned we'll be right back after this quick break Quantum Physiques building strength and power for your mind body and spirit Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com, the newest and hottest supplement super site. We carry all the major brands, including Species, MHP, BPI, BSN, Optimal Nutrition, Gaspari, and many more. Low on cash? No problem. ExtremeFitNutrition.com offers competitive prices that our competitors can't beat. Now you can supplement your diet without having to supplement your bank account. Here's some of our specials. Buy $100 worth of Species products or metabolic nutrition and get a free t-shirt and bag. Buy two $200 worth of BSN products and receive a BSN t-shirt and shaker bottle. Check out ExtremeFitNutrition.com for more great deals. Visit us at the 2011 Olympia Expo. Stop by booth number 322 and meet IFBB pros Bethany Wagner, Guy Sister Nino, Tiana Gonzalez, and Gina Trociano. Remember, there's only one extreme. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com now. Here is a powerful new line of nutraceutical products that prepare, optimize, and repair your body to get the best results before, during, and after your workout. Gear utilizes the latest advances in food science and the purest form of raw ingredients to ensure that you are getting the safest and most effective physical results possible. If you're looking to take your physical performance to the next level, Gear is the answer to obtain and sustain those results. It's time to experience the difference with Gear. This is IFBB Pro Michael Libertori from Team Gear. Come see me in the full line of gear products at our official launch taking place at the MPC Nationals in South Beach, Miami, November 18, 2011. See you there. Are you tired all day, not making the gains you like? Are you taking a long time to recuperate from your workouts? Then you may be suffering from sleep apnea and not even know it. Sleep apnea affects over 68% of athletes and it may be interfering with your performance. WinningEdgeSleep.com was developed by IFBB pro athlete Dr. Derling Castro to help athletes find out if they have this problem and how to fix it. WinningEdgeSleep.com because sleep is the most anabolic agent there is. WinningEdgeSleep.com. Visit them today. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in 
using cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra Water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel fully hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. Highproteinbread.com. P28 bread. RX Muscle approved. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up to the minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q and As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, RxMuscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. And welcome back to Quantum Physiques. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, where we build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. And you're right. I mean, as you and I both agree, there is no right and there's no wrong. There's nothing wrong with people wanting to conform to their tribe or their nation or their sports team or whatever it is and to be willing to die for anything. I mean, really... Baseball fans or soccer fans, they die for their teams. And, you know, it may seem silly and crazy to me, but you know what? Only that person can experience that, and I'm not out to make them wrong. And so with the Native Americans that were fighting the invading, um, you know, I guess the, you know, the, the whatever, I guess the white man, I guess if you want to call it, there's no, there's no right or there's no wrong. I mean, according to some claims, we, um, you know, Europeans may have killed, caused a genocide of 64 million Native Americans. And anyway, you know what? That's just how the world is. And so there's no right and there's no wrong wrong in a sense but my point i guess in in their case as long as they have the um the what's they're, they're aligned in a sense right in other words sure their tribe may be right or wrong but i guess as long as they've come to terms and they're at peace with that um i guess it's okay to to choose whatever you want to do it in this video game of life in a sense right <laughs> yes this video game of life um yeah, ultimately uh you talked about values at the top of the show and you also talked about perceptions and, um, you know, those really do link hand in hand because it, until you really know what your values are, you're operating, your life is, is strongly dictated by emotional reactivity. Anytime something pushes a button inside of you, you're going to react to it. When you recognize what your values are and you learn how to master the skill of asking quality questions of yourself so you can look at your perceptions you have a higher probability to use the terminology neutralizes. And, and what I would say to you, to a certain degree, um, we do know that uh, 
and ener- everything is energy and that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It merely changes form. It transforms. These are just laws of thermodynamics. That's a law of thermodynamics. And so um, when we ask ourselves a quality question, if that if we are in a state of charge or emotion and we ask ourselves a quality question, we can often identify the, the other side to that experience. So, you know, you were talking about people looking for other people to complete them. Well, you know, we, it's an inside game and it's an outside game. If someone didn't come into my life to push a button, I might not know that button was there as long, even though I could be asking myself high quality questions. So ultimately going back to values and, um, and perception to the degree that one's willing to identify what their values are, what's most important to them, how they live their life, how they spend their time, how, where they put their energy into what they think about, what they talk about, uh, what's, what they set goals upon, and, and really appreciate and respect that. But then now take it one step further and ask, well, why do I believe that? Because sometimes a person will make a value in their life, a value in their life because a higher, someone they gave higher authority to said that should be important to you. You know, the, so, the social ideology of the, the man should uh, slay the dragon, you know, go out and work and, you know, physical strength because you never know when, when a war is going to happen. And the, and the woman, and again, I'm going back to my more um, a, um, ancient ideology, but it's still programmed in there. You know, the woman to develop these great social skills and family nurturing skills and, uh, and uh, you know, take care of the home and keep things proper. Um, the, these are to create this, to actually create a balance of polarity and charge, the active um, uh, masculine energy as well as the female, uh, which is the, the more passive energy. But ultimately, if you're operating out of a value that's not yours and you question your perceptions by asking yourself, well, what made me believe that? Then you might discover that the values that you're living by right now are because you took on another authority's values or society's values or a religion's values or your family's values or some greater somebody who you gave greater authority to. So perceptions... Yeah. And values can shift if you are willing to ask yourself the questions uh, and willing to probe. Yeah. I mean, one of the things you just hit upon there that I thought was really good, and it's actually one of the themes of this show, Denise, is no pain, no gain. And here on Quantum Physiques, as my listeners know, I'm really all about um, taking that to a whole new dimension because as we both well know, a lot of people look at relationships and they say things like, I can't believe I did this for this person and then I I wasted my time as another one. I can't believe I wasted my time. I can't believe I, I trusted you or whatever. And so people, in a sense, always seem to take on the sense of being a victim of their own choices. And and my whole thing here is that thinking mind, the thoughts in your head, which are not really you, tell you to do something. And then when it doesn't work out, that same thinking mind is blaming you for listening to it. And so, of course, my whole thing is about trying to quiet the mind. And Denise, as you know, I always say, or one of my new sayings is to go um, from negative to positive, you have to go through zero. You have to practice zero, which is nothingness in a sense, which I call meditation, to achieve the ability to quiet the mind so that you can selectively then consciously choose which thoughts you act upon and probably be less resentful of, I guess, quote unquote, mistakes we've made in our past, right? Right. 
Well, we're going to be running from running from or towards a perceived outcome to the degree that we can't see the benefits to if the opposite was going to happen. So, for example, yes. someone someone who who let's because you know the listening audience uh, no pain no gain. Um, if that's already understood, then we're going to actually, through that statement, go for the pain because it's already linked to having a gain. But ultimately, um, it, it, whatever we perceive that we desire the outcome to be, if we could say to ourselves, okay, well, if the opposite happens, how would that benefit me? And we get to that place where we recognize that whether we, ch- we go to choice A or choice B, in other words, that both of them have equal value to my life, they're just different forms on the opposite spectrum to one another, then we now are at choice. I say when you're in a charge of emotion, you're not at choice. And you're talking about getting to zero. And, you know, it's very difficult to get to zero until you can equilibrate the mind. And it's almost impossible to equilibrate the mind if you don't know how to ask yourself quality questions. You can have moments of what you would call that that zero point, which meditation is is a wonderful skill set to develop. And being able to ask quality questions until you get to the point where you actually can neutralize your opinion about whether something is good or bad and see that both sides contain within them the opposite, the yin and the yang, if you will, of every action has an equal opposite action connected to it. Then you can experience what that zero point is. And from that, then you have choice. And when you say that, you know, uh, people perceive in a relationship that they're a victim, you're only a victim to your inability to see how whatever you did or didn't do and whatever happened in that circumstance, your inability to see how it served you and your life taught you something meaningful. And I don't just mean, oh, well, it taught me not to be that way because that's just saying that it was bad. (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying you are only a victim if you have the inability to answer that question until you get a tear in your eye and say, thank you for giving me that experience. Until you get to the point where anything that happened in a relationship, you know, I trusted you. You know what? How many people listening right now can trust themselves to do everything that they say they're going to do? What I mean by that is, is we can't even trust ourselves to do everything say we're going to do and then we get into a relationship and we say well you said you were going to do that yeah and you let me down you disappointed me exactly sure and and so you know the illusion and the the expectations that we put upon other people to complete us or do certain things anything that any person does if it causes you to react it's an opportunity for you to grow if you're willing to ask yourself how did that serve me what did I learn? How can I use that in my life and for where I'm going in my life? That's, it. That's how you take a, any state of victimhood into a state of empowerment. There is no relationship that makes us a victim. We make ourselves a victim when we can't answer those, when we won't ask the questions or when we choose not to search to find the answers. Great point, Denise. And Denise, one of the things I like to ground my audience in is that there is 
some science supporting this. This isn't like just quasi-moto philosophy here. Um, you know, quantum physics does, in a sense, help to anchor us here with these uh, philosophical principles. Like, for example, the fact that we live in a, a largely deterministic universe means, like a bunch of dominoes, things happen like cause and effect. And so when we look back and we realize things happen the way they happen because they couldn't happen any other way, it is, in a sense, um, freeing. It does enable, at least me personally, to be more forgiving to what did transpire because I understand that this is determinism working its way through the universe. Again, this is the video game of life, the program, the matrix, whatever you want to call it. Also, on another angle, I guess you would say that um, the universe is always in harmony in a sense, right? That there really is this sense of expansion and contraction of positive and negative that's always in equilibrium and it's only our perception that somehow perceives that it is, in a sense, polarized as positive or negative. And so perhaps you could share with the audience your take on this. And if you have any science that you want, or any quantum physics you wanted to share that might help to ground them into the fact that there is some science behind this. Sure. Well, you know, as we've uh, explored that there is, without a doubt, the universe is energy. And uh, energy does manifest into what we experience life to be in what we can call the matrix. And this matrix contains all complementary opposites, and they're simultaneously operating with each other. There's a law called non-locality, which basically says that any energy that is expressing itself in, in a positive direction has somewhere, at some place in the universe, its equal complementary opposite expressing itself in a negative direction. So you... It's not possible in this universe to have one-sided events. Just like you can't take a magnet and cut it and get north or pole to singularly express itself, there's positive and negative simultaneously occurring in the universe. It is only our perception and our ability or inability to see it that makes us believe that something is all good without bad or all evil without good in it. And if, if you take the time again to ask the questions, you'll see that. So the law of non-locality is one of the, the laws that, that does express that. And we also know that when uh, wave fronts of, of positive and negative and equal, equal proportion to each other meet up with each other, they dissolve. Basically, they collapse each other. Meaning, if you take a positive charge something that's an energy spinning in a positive direction, you take a negative charge, energy that's spinning in a negative direction, and they are perfectly balanced in their positive and negative. When they come and they connect with each other, they neutralize each other. It appears that they disappear, but what actually happens is, it's kind of like going into that zero point, um, that those two particles, if you will, in that, in that state, fermions, fermions, they're firm, and they are manifested as positive or negative. But when they come together, they become they, be, they go into a quantum state, which is also called the bosonic state, which is also the zero point state. And in there, they move from having space, mass, the being in time, and, and expressing themselves as an energy form to spaceless, massless, chargeless, and motionless. And in that moment, they go from kinetic energy, which is movement, into potential energy. So what now happens is, is if you have a negative perception and you can see the balance of it and the benefits of that balance, 
and you perfectly equilibrate your perception, in that moment you dissolve the illusion of it being bad or good and you actually now have access to zero point thinking which now taps into a potential for you to express at a whole new level of awareness because you have neutralized your perception, seen the balance, equilibrated it, expanded your awareness. Now you, as a being, as a person, have different choices to make. So if you take your perception and ask the right questions and neutralize them, this is what's happening on a quantum level and now we're talking about how to take it into the, the level of the mind and how we manifest in our lives. Sure, sure. Great point. You know, I love your, your techniques and the way you are able to engage people with their thinking mind. And the reason I'm sharing this is because my thing or my thrust, as, uh, as my audience knows, has been on achieving a sense of quiet, of not-mindedness, what I call experiencing sartori, or it was maybe a, a flash of Christ consciousness, because in that, there comes a knowing, not really in a sense of, there's no faith in it, there's no, um, there's, there's just a knowing that the, the not-mindedness is the ultimate reality, and in that comes, I guess, a neutral point, if you want to call it. But for the listening audience that maybe hasn't quite experienced that yet, they could be sitting here, Denise, thinking, well, what about, uh, you know, I just read in the newspapers today of a, of a newlyweds driving to their honeymoon, got hit by a drunk driver, and they're both dead. Oh, my God, there's nothing good there. What about the slaughter of all the innocents in Rwanda, the, the Native Americans? We just discussed 64 million. I mean, how, people probably would look at these and say, how can you show me there's any there's nothing positive there at all in, the, in these experiences. And so do you have any um, way of addressing, I guess, these hard, hard line questions about, you know, things that are that, that most of society would say are definitely negative and definitely, um, you know, atrocities? Absolutely. And what I the first thing that I would say is any person who has an atrocity that they perceive that there is no balance to that they cannot actually dissolve the sense of being a victim or hurt or harmed or traumatized or the tragedy of that experience and they if they perceive that there's no way to rise above that see the balance open their heart feel gratitude for their life and the experiences contained within their life then i i'm that's what i do every day of my life with my mentor coaching work when somebody says to me, well, what about this, or what about this, or what about this? We're making an assumption about another person's life or another person's reality. So what I'm saying to you is, could we sit down and take one of these atrocities and work on it and figure out how at the exact moment, for example, um, at the exact mo- moment when one of these atrocities occurred, you know, people don't think about what happened to us that was actually benefit to our country with 9-11. There's still a lot of pain associated with it. Uh, but there was a time, this is a time period where on a global level, we came together as humankind. Uh, there was no religion that could do that in history, bring us together with such a, an, an, an amount of uh, human desire to connect to other people. There's no religion that did that. There's one single event for that the very, very instantaneously the, the, the whole globe 
in many ways open their hearts to appreciating more of humankind in a way that no religion could do before. And we could take the time and sit down together and look at all the details of what arose. There was a, uh, there's been many, many atrocities that have, have transformed literally countries and, and, and the way people think. But when you have it individually, your experience is, I can't speak for what your experience is, but I can lead you by asking the questions. You know, when we look at these big atrocities, the questions that a person has is really connected to them. What they think is wrong. Well, death is wrong. Well, let's look at death. You know, with that particular person, if their perception is, is, well, people dying, that's bad, or people being killed, that's bad. And we say, well, throughout history, people would go to war. You just gave an example, you know, to believe in something. To them, it wasn't bad. Or there were times throughout religious um, and political uh, events where, where being a sacrifice or killing yourself or being a martyr was actually considered something good. You know, history will, will show you at some place and sometime anything that you judge as being wrong has a balance to it. But any human being who's carrying around an individual trauma or tragedy, it's personal to them. So the questions that I would ask to that person, you can't figure out how it served them. I'm not even there to figure out how it served them. But if they're willing to do the work, this is what I do every day with my clients. I've worked with people who have had people murdered in front of them, who have had their entire fortune and, and their businesses stolen from them, who have lost everything in, in a, a fire, um, who have had have been held at gunpoint and, and raped by many people, one after the other, who have been incested in, in a ritualistic incest, um, you know, there's been quite a few that, but it's taking the individual person through it instead of saying, well, how can that be so? Because I can't tell you what the benefits to that person is until I ask that person the question and they find them from within inside themselves. Wow, that's great. Very powerful. You know, Jeff, the producer, just texted uh, me a message. How would she coach a person who lost everything on a one-on-one basis? And, you know, one of the, uh, Jeff's great for sharing insights, of course, both on and off the air. And uh, I just want to give a call out to Jeff and thank you for helping us with the show. And, of course, Denise, you know, as somebody... Um, I've lost everything myself, Jeff, just so you know, twice, actually. Um, one time I was day trading. I mean, I didn't lose everything, of course, because in those moments, you can always find something you still have. I always had my health, thank God, I guess. But I lost, you know, several hundred thousand dollars day trading as an example. And uh, it's from those experiences that I became an even better entrepreneur. So I guess... Um, you know, it really is an interior game, Dr. Denise. It really is a matter of just choosing to look at how we see things and making, I guess, quote unquote, the shift. Because as you said, you can always look at things um, from both perspectives, uh, I guess, even in, I mean, maybe if you want to address this question, how would you coach somebody who lost everything and who, I guess, is stuck in that perception of having lost everything, obviously? <laughs> well, I, I can, I'll address it to say a number of things. You know, first of all, we want to look at the fact that there is a, a law of thermodynamics that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It merely changes form. It transforms. That there cannot be a loss without a gain. And that gain is in equal proportion to our perceived loss. And that's based on laws of thermodynamics, uh, translated slightly into language that makes sense to, to how we think about life. 
And what I would do with that person first is I would have them list everything that they think they lost or they perceived or felt that they lost. In the specific Make a list, okay, sure. And have them identify every single thing that they felt that they lost. And then we would work together to find out the new form of that loss, what it's transformed into. And I can tell you that I have done this enough times to have absolute certainty that if you continue to ask the right questions of every single thing that that person perceives that they lost, transformed and that they recognize that the transformation is exactly aligned with the direction that they're going in their life. In other words, that perceived loss is part of the bigger picture because of what they, they were, the, the transformation manifested into is now part of where they're going in their life. And just how you shared, and it's a, well, what you shared is a very common one. Um, you know, it caused you to become more a better entrepreneur. You probably educated yourself about finances. You probably learned a little bit more about how to manage, how to save, how to spend. Uh, you may have uh, also identified that you were going off on some fantasy about uh, you know that you could have a gain without a loss, and you got you got a little lesson in how the universal laws exist because those fantasies. Um, really tend to, in the long run, anybody who plays the game and goes after a fantasy where they think they can gain something without also losing something, they eventually get to see the balance of that as well. It happens in both directions. And so eventually, dollar amounts oftentimes become educational dollars. And those educational dollars were the most brilliant way for you to invest for what it was that you were seeking to learn and you didn't have another strategy for learning it. And again, yes. that's just a that's just a broad base around how we would do this. But this is again, every individual has their own set of values. So depending on what's important to them, will determine what their answers are going to be. Will also determine what's going to equilibrate it in their mind, so that they can see the perfection of every action and the outcome from that. Great point, great point. You know, one thing you've hit upon a few times that I really want to draw attention of the listener to is you keep harping on it's the quality or the type of question you ask. And there is what I would call um, a spiritual intelligence that people need to cultivate. Now, I'm a big fan of being a perpetual student. Um, you know, I guess because of my handicaps, I was born basically, uh, you know, I mean, you name it handicaps and anyway the bottom line is is that I've learned that you know being handicapped is actually an advantage because you realize that in a world that's unfair someone like myself can study and learn and take over and do better than somebody that has all the God-given gifts like genetics in the world as an example right I mean really there's there's so much there but there is an intelligence Denise that goes beyond just being book smart because we all know people who are doctors and lawyers that are bankrupt that are drug addicts that that are alcoholics and there is a certain sense of intelligence, a certain awareness that comes with being able to stop the thinking mind, to pause and then to create, to, to use that instinctual or spiritual intelligence to ask the right questions because the context of the question really points your mind down a path that I think leads to that ultimate resolution of that polarity or that negative charge, right? Absolutely. And so 
that is a learning process and it is done through experience. You know, Dr. John Martini will say that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions. Oh, and, great point. Um, I think it's a very powerful and very meaningful, but then your next question is, well, you know, well, how do you do that? And I, I'm going to just backtrack to say, I believe that every human being to a certain degree perceives himself as being handicapped when they compare themselves to some other person or other uh, a norm, if you will. But ultimately, whatever we're, we also simultaneous to any handicap we have, we, we, if we've got an, an if we've got a decrease of, uh, in, in some area, a deficiency in some area, we've got an increase in another area. And so we're really balanced human beings. And ultimately, when we look at ourselves uh, and we really, really are honest with ourselves, we realize that we have our, let's say, our greatest amount of success and wealth and discovery in our life is going to be in the areas that matter that mean the most to us and so our, our handicaps if you will are, are might be something that we perceive as a void something that's missing and if we perceive it as missing then it generally will drive what we're going to go seek out in our life so our void will often set us on a path to ask certain questions to ask how can I fill this void but, you know, the quality question, you know, there's wisdom in asking the quality question of what, you know, perhaps instead of saying, who can I get to fill this void, which you touched on earlier about relationships and dependency, as opposed to asking that question, one might ask, what would be the highest priority action step I can do in order to create this in my life? And, you know, it's cultivating the, the ability to ask questions to a certain degree it does. It, it you want to ask yourself: Is that question uh, further putting me into seeing that I'm deficient, or is it putting me in a potential where I can become empowered? So, for example, why does this always happen to me? Not a very powerful question, because what it's basically saying is, I'm a victim of I'm a victim. Yes. To me. However, if you say, um, what can I? What did I do to create this situation and how can I alter my behavior to generate a new outcome? Now you're empowering yourself. So, so ultimately, when you look at your style of questioning, if it's disempowering and it takes your energy down and it causes you to feel triggered or victimized in some way, then it requires some alteration. You know, I've dedicated probably... Um, at, I would say at least the last 20 years of my life to becoming masterful and proficient in asking quality questions to myself and to others. It's part of what I do with, with the one-to-one -one mentor coaching and it's part of any training or teaching environment that I'm in. And I'm still working on it and I'm going to continue to work on it. And I, and I think that there's wisdom in, in, in continuing to expand what you know uh, if I could suggest to give as a way or an example to start to cultivate that, uh, it really does require that you are willing to have some outside source other than you start to question you. And, you know, that's very confrontational for a lot of people. And I mean some outside source that, that you're volunteering to participate in that with that person. Um, you know, and it could be in a coaching environment and it could be in a mastermind environment. Some people find masterminds with people of like-mindedness 
to be very powerful to ask quality questions. Uh, but, you know, the willingness to be confronted from the outside often trains us in how to ask higher qualities from the quality questions from the inside. If you're able to be, come to that place that you talk about with Satori and you meditate and you get to that silent place, then, then, the, then the quality question to ask yourself is, is what would be a quality question for me to ask myself so that I can be more inspired about my life? Or, or, or what, what's the thing that I, what can I be grateful for today so I can feel more fulfilled in my life? You know, these are the types of questions that will lead you to uh, bring energy and vitality into your awareness and often generate uh, pro actions towards an outcome that would be more aligned with you being more inspired about your life. Yeah, sure. Great point. You know, one thing I want to stress to the audience is that um, you have to be able to flow with the language. Like, for example, uh, Denise, we uh, had a show recently on death. And I just wanted to remind the audience that, you know, these words are just symbols. They're metaphors for something beyond that. So, for example, you know, that word death, you could go back and listen to that whole show and you could replace that word with the word God or the word nirvana or the word heaven. It doesn't really matter because it's a state that really cannot be articulated in a word. And so here, too, we began this conversation with Dr. Denise discussing masculine and feminine energies, but it's really the same polarity as negative and positive as an example. So when we were discussing about ways that people who are maybe more masculine or more feminine, how they could achieve a balance of their opposing polarity, that's the same thing as basically achieving a neutrality of the, being too positive or too negative in a sense also. And again, Denise, what I'm following here that it really comes back to for all this stuff to wrap it all up in a sense, it, it really does depend on the quality or the type of questions you ask yourself because it's going to start opening doors inside of your mind that you're going to start discovering more about yourself and you're going to discover those hidden aspects of your own psyche, whether it be, you know, both masculine and feminine energies or positive and negative energies, right? Absolutely. And uh, once again, we, we have take, spent the time touching upon um, so many different topics that could be individual shows unto themselves. Uh, of course. Which I which I'd love to explore further with you in in the future. The whole thing about masculine and feminine energy. There's a lot we could say about that and integrating sure. relationships and and this the sense of what is it like to be in that zero point or neutralizing or uh, projecting onto somebody in a relationship and 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 feeling like a victim or or wanting to trust but not knowing if you can and knowing what your values are and shifting your perceptions and outside authorities and inside authorities and we certainly covered quite a number of things uh certainly uh, at, at least i i would i would hope we've done uh the topic overall justice and um, i would also say that if anybody who's listening right now uh, feels that they would love to learn how to ask themselves more quality questions, then please do send an, an email to uh, info, I-N-F-O, at healingintegrations.com. And uh, we'll, we'll send you information about the mentor coaching work that's available that really will take you deeply into this process and uh, expand your ability to uh, uh, reach new levels of how you perceive your life and, and really assist you in dissolving a lot of the baggage that you're carrying around that may be interfering with you 
expressing who you fully, fully are and who you fully desire to be in the world. So uh, anybody who's interested, just send an email out. Uh, it's info at Healing Integrations. It has an S at the end, um, at .com, and we'll get you that information. Great, Dr. Nadler. I want to thank you for your time. And once again, if anybody wants to reach out and, uh, and contact Denise, her email once again is info as an in information, info at healing, healing, that's with the G-I-N-G, integrations, all one word, uh, with an S at the end, dot com. And uh, once again, I want to thank you, the listening audience, for, for tuning in. If you guys have any, you guys or girls, of course, guys, uh, I use the generic word, have any feedback or questions or comments, please, by all means, do share with us um, on the forum on the thread and then also like us on the facebook post and uh, once again this is brian cunningham your host here on quantum physique stay tuned next week for another surprise guest thank you very much quantum physique with brian cunningham is dedicated to harnessing the power of the holy grail of health fitness lifestyle and success and you'll hear quantum physique every wednesday evening only on rxmuscle.com